Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. It is August 26, 2016, and you are Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. And I apologize for not having an episode out for you on Thursday. I uh, got caught up doing a few things uh, per, some uh, a few things, and, and wasn't able to sit down and record. So I wanted to make sure I had something fresh for you uh, right in the morning. So I'm recording this late at night. It's not like there's a whole lot going on. So this should end up being one of our, hopefully one of our shorter episodes, uh, as I know I tend to to go a little long, even as there is actually very little going on with the magic. Uh, I, of course, uh, tonight, tonight, Thursday night, I'm recording this again early Friday morning. Uh, the Miami Dolphins took on the Atlanta Falcons over at Camping World Stadium. Looked like a, a solid game. It didn't seem to turn out well for uh, our pal, our pals uh, with the Falcons and Knox Bardeen with Locked On Falcons. But I want to remind everyone to go back and listen in to that podcast uh, as well as uh, check out all the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Again, just about any NBA team you're looking for uh, is available now on Locked On on Locked On Podcast Network. You can check that out on Audioboom, and many of the podcasts are on iTunes as well. Uh, be sure to listen to that and tell your friends about the Locked On Podcast Network and tell your friends about Locked On Magic, uh, the best po- the best magic podcast by my money uh, on on iTunes. And you can also, uh, of course, give us a five-star rating and show us your love there. On today's episode, today's episode is all about pressure. Uh, earlier this week, I did my article listing the five players who I thought were under the most pressure. So I'll go into a little bit of that. And we also uh, on today uh, on today today on Orlando Magic Daily talked a little bit about the pressure that Frank Vogel is feeling in his first year, and, and whether it's really pressure on him or pressure on somebody else. So I will discuss that. There isn't a whole lot of news going on uh, with the Orlando Magic right now. I, I do want to note an interview that Serge Ibaka did with complex with complex sports. Um, that's worth your time, so be sure to look that up. I'll probably do a link story to it uh, very soon. Serge Ibaka is back in Orlando. Uh, You know, we saw the tweet that he was working out with Steven Zimmerman. Uh, uh, Evan Fournier posted a Snapchat of the two of them working out together at RDV Sportsplex. So he's in town. He's getting ready uh, for the season, but he's been very, very active, and I think uh, what Complex Complex Sports really talked to him about uh, is, is really something fantastic that Serge Ibaka does. Uh, he went back to his homeland, the Congo, uh, for his Dreams Academy, which is a a camp, a basketball camp for kids, doing much of the same thing that Bismack Biombo is going to be doing with Basketball Without Borders in Angola uh, next week. Uh, just working with working with the kids in in that country, uh, getting them through a basketball clinic, you know, being with them, giving back to the place that raised them, trying to be a role model and a hero. And Serge Ibaka. You know, we know what a great player he is, and, and he was kind of identified as a, as, a, as a really good basketball player and moved to Spain, which is why he can play for the Spanish national team. 
uh, and and who knows if you'll be with them next next year at Eurobasket. Uh, but it's very clear that he's an incredible person too. Uh, his fa- during his trip in July, he went in July. Uh, Ibaka and members of his foundation visited two orphanages, orphanages and held basketball clinics. And again, just he was just there to be a role model to show them. If you can dream something, you can do it, and you can do it at a very high level. You're not limited by your circumstances or anything else. Um, some of the stuff that's going on in the Congo, and, and in this interview, Ibaka really got, you know, really showed some frustration that there isn't more attention being paid to his homeland, uh, and you know that there's a lot of there are a lot of issues, you know, in Africa as a whole. And it, again, I said this I said this a few days ago when I was talking about the about what Bismack Biombo is doing with Basketball Thought Borders. The American media does tend to consider Africa this monolithic entity rather than a, a collection of, 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 na- of nation-states just like any other places, uh, and it doesn't get the coverage that it needs and doesn't get the attention that it needs. And it's good to see people like Serge Ibaka going back and, and finding a way to, to give back, and I'm sure we'll get more details on his trip, or, or he'll share some more details on his trip and, and what exactly he's trying to do with his foundation and his academy uh, over in his homeland of the Congo. Uh, he, he said in the interview... Uh, he's very excited for the upcoming season. Now he said, quote, it feels great. In my mind, this almost feels like my first rookie year. I'm fresh and sometimes change is just good for you. I'm excited. I've been working out really hard for the upcoming season. We have a young team with a bright future and I want to bring what I learned the seven years in Oklahoma City and make the team better. When asked about the, the front court, he said, yeah, I'm very excited. I know it's going to be very fun being with those guys. And so, he's clearly very excited for the opportunity that is in front of him for this season and very excited uh, to, to, to get going, just just as we all are, but we still have about a month to go before training camp begins. So again, today's episode is all about pressure. Who is under the most pressure on this Magic team? And we've talked a lot on the show throughout the summer, and again, I started in the summer, so we've talked a lot on the show uh, throughout that this is a big season for the Orlando Magic, that this is really a critical season for not just the team and the organization. Uh, it's a critical season because they they they're, they feel like they're on the cusp of making the playoffs. They've been out of the playoffs for four years, tied for the longest mark in franchise history. They haven't had an all-star for the longest time in Magic history. There's a lot of pressure to take steps forward and, and not just take, you know, kind of the small steps forward that I, that I say. Like, you know, I thought last year's season, while presenting some problems, was a success. They, they accomplished what they needed to accomplish. They got hungry for the season. And there were definitely things that I thought I, I didn't think they needed to make wholesale changes uh, to get where they needed to go uh, as well. I mean, but to a lot of people, it wasn't a success. To a lot of people, it was time to make the playoffs. Uh, they've taken too long, and it's time to move forward. So the question now is: Have the magic moved forward? I mean, again, the question is: Have the magic moved forward? What is left for this roster if we're going to call this season a make-or-break season? And many of us have, and I'm I'm certainly in that. But I mean, I would certainly, as a member of the media, as a member, as someone who watches this team, with the moves that they've made, the trades that they've made, the the players they brought in, I would certainly say this is a make or break season for the Orlando Magic. This is a year that they have to show that improvement. That they have to show that they're getting better. Or that, or not even that they're getting better. That they're in the playoffs. They have to show that that is their trajectory and leave no doubt about it. 
You don't invest all this money and say, well, we have a winning season and miss the playoffs. That's that's fine enough. If they would have kept the same roster and that's what happened, it'd be like, okay, we're not thrilled we're not in the playoffs, but things are clearly moving in a good direction. And I'll talk about expectations later next week. It's been something. I mean, it's been something that's been on my mind a lot uh, as as preseason predictions come out. So the way this roster is constructed now, there are a lot of players who now have to fill roles and have to meet a certain level of play for the team to reach its peak. And we've talked about a lot of these guys, but I'm going to count down my list of the five players under the most pressure this year. Number five, I have Mario Hazonia. Mario Hazonia did not have a good rookie year. Let's uh, we'll leave that out on the table. He didn't. He struggled. Scott Skiles kept a very tight leash on him. It wasn't completely his fault, but Scott Skiles kept a tight leash on him, and he wasn't able to flourish in the way that he needs to. Uh, so we don't really know what we have in Mario Hazonia. Now all of a sudden, there's a new coach, and I think Frank Vogel is going to give Mario every opportunity to 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 shine and have his shot. But you look at that bench, too, and Hazonia, all of a sudden, is not just a nice player to have. He's a really important player. Uh, you can go back and listen to, to the podcast that I did with Chris Barnwell where we discussed Hazonia's play uh, with the Olympics and whether it would have been better for him to be in Summer League. People may disagree with me on this, but I think he's the Magic's sixth man. That that secondary unit is DJ Augustine, Mario Hazonia, is DJ Augustine uh, shooting guard Jody Meeks, Mario Hazonia, Jeff Green, and for now, Bismack Biombo, possibly Nikola Vucevic. In that group, you know, Jeff Green's going to take a lot of the scoring in that group, I think, but Hazonia is going to be really important. He's going to be a guy that's going to be on the ball and I think attacking a lot. And there, there, there's some cushion there for him. But even though it's just his second year, Mario Hazonia needs to prove that he's an NBA player. The Magic drafted him fifth in a very good draft. They passed on some very good players that... You know, wandering eyes are going to say, oh, the Magic should have drafted that guy instead of Mario Hazonia. So, for Mario Hazonia, he's not under extreme pressure. He's not under contract pressure. I don't think he's under threat to be traded or anything. But he has to show that he is an NBA player, that he's an NBA caliber player this season, uh, and has to begin taking some major steps forward. He hasn't necessarily done that uh, throughout throughout his early career. Number four for me is the guy that we talked about on the top of the show and the guy who's worked, who seems to be working really hard for this opportunity that he's gotten in a new new place, and that's Serge Ibaka. This is a contract year for Serge Ibaka, and the Magic are hoping to get a contract year performance from Serge Ibaka. You know, people talk about the, con- you know, the contract year and players, you know, have that extra motivation. Serge Ibaka has every reason to play ridiculously well for the Magic this year. And the Magic have to use him correctly, mind you. And I think there's there's definitely some questions about how they're going to use him and, and, and what role he's going to have. But after the last two, three years where Serge Ibaka's begun to tail off statistically, both scoring, rebounding, blocks, defensive win shares, bo- defensive box plus minus, all of his metrics, all the metrics you want to see from Ibaka seem to be tailing off. He's been moved further away from the basket. He's had less in, he's had a lot he's had pretty much no involvement in the offense to be frank. The Magic are going to give him responsibility. They're going to give him opportunities to score, I think. 
They're going to give him opportunities to be the focal point of an offense. They're going to use him defensively. They're going to rely on him defensively in a way that the Thunder maybe weren't because they had Steven Adams. And Ibaka's got to deliver. And he's got to deliver not only for his team, and like I said, I think that both the Magic and Ibaka are realizing that this is an opportunity for each other. And that for the Magic to succeed, they need Ibaka to do well. And for and for Ibaka to do well and make the kind of money that he's hoping to make this summer, he's gonna ha- the team's going to have to do well. And so I think that they'll be able to work together. The question then is, what can Ibaka give you? And so I think he's under tremendous pressure to play at a very high level for the Magic this year. And we'll see if he can do that. Number three on my list is Aaron Gordon. And, and certainly Aaron Gordon is under some of the most pressure on this team. I think the top three guys are the crux of this whole Magic team. If we're talking about whether the Magic season is going to be successful or not, the top three guys on this list are why the Magic season could be successful or could be a failure. Aaron Gordon, to me, he's going to be playing a position he hasn't played in the NBA very much. I mean, it's been, what, 60-40 in his career, or 60-40 last year, I think, a power forward to small forward. So now he's going to be a small forward. He's going to be out on the perimeter. He's had this healthy summer. He's in the third year of his rookie deal, and what's important about the third year of your rookie deal, and, and you know, Victor Oladipo can probably tell you this right now, third year of your rookie deal, you become eligible for an extension at the end of the summer. So essentially, your third year in the league is where you set your market. This is, uh, uh, Serge Ibaka is in a literal contract year. Aaron Gordon is in a contract year too. And he's as undefined as any player on the Magic, and we're still trying to figure out exactly what he is. And so the Magic are going to play him at small forward right now. So he's got to prove that he can shoot the ball better. He's got to prove that he can handle the ball better. He's got to prove that he can do all these things the Magic ask him. Frank Vogel has kind of hinted that he's going to use him the same way he used Paul George. That's a tremendous amount of pressure to meet a certain standard or expectation. And and I, I think Vogel may be saying defensively more than offensively because I don't think Gordon's the same player offensively. But Gordon has got to hit a certain has got to hit that level. He's got to provide the Magic more consistency, and he's got to be a strong player for the team. We've talked about how Gordon's numbers went up after the All-Star break, got more con- consistent playing time, started games. He's certainly capable of taking a huge spike and, and playing better, and we've seen how much he's in- he can improve when given an offseason to work. And by all accounts, he's been healthy this summer. So we don't know what Aaron, we don't even know what Aaron Gordon we're going to get for the beginning of camp. But for the Magic to succeed this year, they need a very good Aaron Gordon. Number two on my list is Alfred Payton. I think Alfred Payton is under tremendous pressure this year for many of the same reasons that Gordon is under pressure. Again, this is Payton's third year. This is where he sets his market. And Payton is as polarizing as any player on the Magic. Some people I talk to believe Alfred Payton will be the future point guard and that last year was just a problem with Skiles. I know other people who are questioning his ability to shoot the jumper and his ability to ever shoot the jumper and whether that will get that will get him uh, kind of in the running or, or get him, uh, whether it will truly hamper him and make him uh, someone who can ever start for the team. His defensive regression last year was very, very concerning. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing that he has to prove and correct. If he can correct that, his numbers were about the same last year. He shot, he's a little bit better, he was a better shooter, which is really encouraging. His scoring went up, but his assists and his rebounds stayed about the same. Um, 
what Peyton has to do now is show that he can take that next step up, that he can get back his defense to his rookie level and improve as a jump shooter again, keep the assists up, run and run this offense. And it could be another motion offense for Peyton, which I don't know if he's successful at. He's got to learn how to adapt to it too. And so again, the question remains with Alfred Payton, what kind of player is he? Can he be the Magic's starting point guard? And we still don't seem to know the answer to that, and he, I think he's got to answer that question this year too. And the player that I think is under the most pressure for the Orlando Magic is Nikola Vucevic, and I think it's it's painfully clear why. The Magic went out and signed Bismack Biombo to, to made him the highest paid player on the team, and right now he's coming off the bench. There is no bigger threat. No no starter is under more threat to lose his position than Nikola Vucevic. And a lot of people will say it's undeservedly so. A lot of people will probably say this guy has put in the work. He's done it. He's scored. He's a tremendous scorer for the team. Probably the best scorer on the team at this point. They need him in the starting lineup. But the defense remains an issue. And like we've said throughout the summer... The Magic are committing to defense, and if def- and if they can't defend at a high level, they're not going to have any shot at the playoffs. And so the question, the question on Vucevic is: Can he match his offense with his defense? Can he bring his defense up to another level? Vucevic has improved his defense in the last few years, but clearly it's not enough. And even with Gordon, who is quasi-rim protector, I, I think Ibaka fits better than Gordon. But, you know, if, if it doesn't work defensively out between Ibaka and Vucevic, there's going to be a problem with the Magic. And it's going to be hard to avoid. And no matter how much offense Vucevic gives you, if this defense isn't elite, the Magic aren't going to the playoffs. And so Vucevic has to prove that he has taken that step forward defensively. He has to prove he has made that step. And if if he can, then the Magic are in good shape. If he can, Vucevic has cemented his role as a starting center for this team. And that's the big question facing him and why I think he's under the most pressure. And it's, it's immediate pressure. This isn't contract down the road. This is if he wants to keep a starting job, if he wants to stay on the Magic by most, by most accounts, by most of our estimations, he's got to be the guy for this team. And he's got to perform in a way that he hasn't performed the last four years for this team. So that is something we will be watching very, very, very closely. Uh, Again, those five guys, I think, are the guys that are under the most pressure this season. But pressure doesn't just rest with the players. This is a big season for the organization. We've talked about it time and time. I've I've brought up this stat since the beginning of the season, essentially. The Magic have missed the playoffs four straight years. That ties the franchise record for longest playoff drought. The last time they missed the playoffs for four straight seasons was their first four seasons. The Magic, as a franchise, have essentially hit a low that they haven't hit since they were an expansion team. And an expansion team, you can excuse a little bit. And there isn't a Shaquille O'Neal to rescue them. Missing the playoffs, you know, for four years then, you know, they missed the playoffs, I think, the first three years, and people were like, or the first three years, and people were like, okay, 
the novelty's worn off. It's time to start winning. And then they got gifted Shaq. That gift didn't come this year. That gift didn't come this time in the rebuild. And so the Magic are bringing in a first-year coach to immense pressure. And it's not pressure that Frank Vogel can't handle. He's certainly capable of handling it. And every coach has pressure to win. But the pressure the Magic are under is immense. I think it's immense. And I'm sure they'll downplay it. uh, But the expectation is to make the playoffs. And I think if they don't make the playoffs, uh, you know, the general manager's in trouble. And the whole direction of the franchise is in trouble. Um, as, as, As many people have noted, the way the Magic built this roster is to make the playoffs this year. And if they don't make the playoffs, well, what's their future? And I've told, I've, I mean, I've had numerous conversations with people who are like, who ask, you know, this rebuild isn't working, we need to fire Hennigan. And, and maybe that's what the Magic ultimately do. And, and I think there are certainly arguments for it, pending this year's results, of course. But the question I always ask back is, well, what would a new GM do differently? And I think that's the crossroads, the Magic, and the risk that the Magic have taken on this year. The Magic have done this with coaches before, and it's been successful. Uh, Spencer Henderson, a, a contributor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, you know, noted Brian Hill took over for Matt Gukas following that fourth year and got the Magic in the playoffs, and he had Shaquille O'Neal to do it. Stan Van Gundy came into Orlando. Uh, it was a somewhat disappointing year. I think the Magic were upset with the, the style of play the Magic had to end Brian Hill's second tenure. They were looking for someone to help grow Dwight Howard a little bit more. Uh, so they brought in, and then they brought in Stan Van Gundy, and, and of course the rest is history. The Magic are hoping for the same kind of, you know, pun intended, magic from Frank Vogel. That he can come in, implement a style, develop a culture very, very quickly, and get the magic to that next phase. I don't think Frank Vogel's job is in jeopardy. If the Magic miss the playoffs, barring like a disaster season, if the Magic are in, if the Magic improve on their 35 wins, Vogel's completely safe. If the Magic have like a 20-win season, okay, then we might be talking a little bit of like, okay, well, this didn't work. Vogel's safe. I, I don't think he's under that kind of pressure. But certainly, he wants to win. He expects to win. He wouldn't have come to Orlando if he didn't think they could win. And so, again, it just feels like I have to say this. Everyone in the organization is feeling the pressure to win. And it's coming from fans. And I think it's probably coming from the front office too. And they need that pressure. I think that pressure can be a good thing. Uh, But the Magic do have to get moving and, and get you know, get themselves to that place. And whether they do or not is is going to be the big question of the season. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Magic. Remember, you can get us on your iTunes-enabled listening device. Uh, we're on iTunes. Uh, download it automatically every morning or every, every time I post. Uh, again, we run Monday through Friday. Apologies for not having an episode on Thursday. Uh, you can also check us out on Audioboom and Stitcher if iTunes is not your jam. Uh, a podcast is available there for download as well. Be sure to check out some of the other great Locked On podcasts. Uh, I would ha- I would highly suggest it. Um, almost every NBA team is covered, so search Locked On, whatever NBA team you're looking for, and you will find a great podcast there. 
I've, I was listening to Locked on Spurs the other day with our good pal Jeff Garcia. Uh, he did. He had a great interview with Danny Green at his basketball camp up in New York City. Uh, he also talked to David Robinson uh, from the, I believe it was the Team USA watch party at the NBA store in New York. Uh, so some great, great stuff there as well. He's got some great stuff planned as planned too. I know Locked On Bulls has have had some good episodes. Locked On Hawks did a did a Mount Rushmore of the Atlanta Hawks. That's probably that's certainly well worth your listen. And uh, there's obviously a lot of great stuff on the Locked On Podcast Network. And there's also NFL podcasts if you want to listen to that. Uh, you know the the Falcons are gone, but be sure to be sure to check in with Knox Bardeen of Locked On Falcons. Check them out in the aftermath of today's uh, preseason ga- uh, of Thursday's preseason game over at Camping World Stadium. Uh, be sure to also check out Locked On Buccaneers or Locked On Bucks with Greg Alman. Uh, he does a great job covering the Tampa Bay Buc- Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm sure that podcast is fantastic as well. There are more teams on their way. And if you're looking for fantasy basketball podcasts, there is no better fantasy basketball podcast than the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Josh Lloyd, formerly of Red Rock, uh, Red Rock uh, Fantasy Basketball. Uh, does a great job covering the fantasy angle of the NBA. Uh, well worth your listen. I, I enjoy listening to him and, and hopefully we'll be uh, collaborating very, very soon to talk about the Magic and their fantasy prospects. That will do it for me today. Have a great weekend, everyone. Remember, the Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag is open. I'll be doing a full Orlando Magic Daily Mailbag up on the site. I'll probably be working on it this weekend. So get your questions in. You can email them to me at omagicdaily at gmail.com, or you can send them to me on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'll be doing a mini mailbag on the podcast as well next week. So use the hashtag LockedOnMagic, and I may answer your question uh, on LockedOnMagic. We're getting through here to the end to the end of the season or to the end of the off season. Next week, uh, we'll begin some Eurobasket qualifiers. So we'll be keeping track of Nikola Vucevic uh, as we are about a month away from training camp opening. Thanks everyone for a fantastic week here on Locked On Magic. We will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening, everyone. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.